Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Hello and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy Radio Show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where as always, we're here together working hard to improve our financial IQ. Total Wealth Academy is an education and mentoring program where we take people by the hand and show them step-by-step how to use real estate to build a second stream of income, a passive stream of income that is designed to last the rest of your life. We invest in everything from single-family homes, to little apartment complexes, big 500-unit apartment complexes, senior living, self-storage. What's the other big one? Oh, apartments, obviously. And really hotels, strip shopping centers, anything backed by real estate that produces cash flow. And the idea is to build up a second stream of income that meets and exceeds your wants and needs. And you use this to supplement your job or career income or replace it if you're unhappy in your career. Then what most people do, believe it or not, is they go find a job they love. You know, the the concept of retirement, I I poke fun at it all the time, is really kind of um, misleading. You know, people think that the goal is to quit work and then do nothing but selfish things golfing, hunting, uh, fishing, traveling. Those are all well and good, but they leave you feeling hollow if that's all you're doing. Uh, I talked to a couple who took two years off, and the second year all they did was plan on what they were going to do when they got back, when they got back to work. Because, like I said, it's a hollow feeling when you're not helping and serving other people. So what a lot of the members are doing is as soon as their passive income meets their bills, they'll go ahead and quit the job that they don't enjoy and go find a job that they do enjoy even if it's less pay because all their bills are paid by their second stream of income. Now this whole premise comes from a comment by Warren Buffett that you should never rely on a sole source of income. You should always invest to create a second. So Warren Buffett has been telling us this. I think that phrase is somewhere between 30 and 40 years old. and But not many people know it. So I want to start off the show today talking about something that I've seen quite a bit over the last 15 to 20 years. In the apartment industry, there are different classes of property. And defining them is difficult because I've seen, some people will say age determines the class. No, I've seen some really old properties that were A-class properties. I've seen some new properties that were C-class properties. But you've got really, the way that I define it, and my method is not perfect, 
There are other ways to define it. But the way I look at it is you've got A-class property. This is, you know, $2,500 a month for a two-bedroom. Um, you're dealing with middle to upper class people. You got B-class, which is just below it and not by much. It might be $500 less a month. Um, and this is mostly middle class people, middle again to upper class, a little more conservative, pretty good condition. In fact, uh, I better not say it that way. I better say it in good condition. The A-class property would be in great condition. Then you got your C-class, which is people who lower to middle income, but they pay their own bills. They pay their own rent. Then there's D-class property. I define this as property that's really beat up, um, neglected, mismanaged, and a lot of the tenants are not paying their own rent. They're dependent on the government for their rent. And my favorite of the four are the C and B minus. B's okay, but I'm here to tell you that I hate A-class property. And the reason I hate A-class property is because I've seen it take down so many good sponsors. Great people with great track records, incredible track records, for some reason, and I can't figure out what it is, they want to invest in A-class property. One of the excuses that I hear is, well, that type of person is easier to manage. It's easier to manage the property if you're dealing with top quality people. BS. BS. And here's why. Those top quality people, many of them have unrealistic expectations for the property and for the service and so on. They're a pain in the butt. When I was flipping houses and I flipped a few million dollar houses, those people are awful to deal with. Not that they're awful people, but they're awful to deal with. Everything has to be just the way they want it. And any mistake is a travesty. You know, I, I literally think that one woman was going to faint because we used a shade or two darker on the wall. Um, I don't believe for a second that A-class property is easier to manage than B and C. Do I believe it's easier to manage than D? Yes. You know, if you've got D-class property, you're probably carrying a gun. That's a little bit harder to run. But give me the C-class property and the B-class property where we're talking middle America, good people, family-oriented, pay their own bills, work hard, 
I, I just love that, those two properties. When I look at the list of foreclosures on apartments right now, there's a heck of a lot of A-class pro- property for sale at deeply discounted prices. When we come back, I'll continue to talk about this and why I, again, love the C and B class property. And that's where I think these sponsors should focus and don't let the ego get involved and go buy some beautiful property that doesn't produce the most important thing. This is the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I'm your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. If you have money in an IRA, 401k, or other retirement account, you can use it to invest passively in real estate without tax or penalty. Our average rate of return is three times that of the stock market and mutual funds with much less volatility. If you have over $70,000, you can start passive investing today. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where we're talking about A, B, C, and D class properties and why I don't like the Ds, why I don't like the As. And as I said, it's because I see incredible sponsors who are in the just killing it in the C and B class properties. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm being brutal here, but they get the misconception that it's easier to run A-class properties because the clientele is better or whatever they psychologically justify it by. But I really think it's an ego thing. I really think it is. Because, you know, I talk to these sponsors. Yeah, we got six swimming pools, 120 palm trees. Really, what's your cash flow? Not so good. Who cares? Who cares? You got a bunch of palm trees and a bunch of pools? It's the cash flow, baby. Who cares? You know, it's the pride of ownership. Pride. And boy, I'll tell you, when they say pride goeth before a fall, I've seen it with these A-class properties over and over and over again. Let me be careful. Is every A-class property a bad deal? No. There could be times you buy one at foreclosure for half price. Okay, that makes sense. But going out and paying full price for an A-class property and then thinking somehow you're going to raise the NOI on these upper middle class people, I just haven't seen it work have not seen it work. Why do I love the C and D class? Because I'm C and D class. I may have money, but I was raised C class all my life. I can relate to them. It's fun. No problem. The B class, I can relate to them as well because for a period I was B class. Um... 
just find, especially the C-Class, family-oriented, hard-working. Do they have a lot of money? No. And they take care of the property. Um, maybe it's that they don't know how to screen C-Class, but when I had a 22-unit, a 23-unit, 10-unit, 40-unit, man, those things were easy as pie to run. I would have one family move out, and they go, oh, by the way, my cousins want to move in. Great. Let me run a credit and criminal and screen them, and we'll move them in. Boom, they'd move out on the 15th. <laughs> Their cousins would move in on the 16th. It was just phenomenal. I, I literally only did it one time. But I had one year where I had over 100% occupancy because people would pay the full month rent, move out on the 15th, and then somebody else would move in on the 16th. I mean, it was crazy. And it happened five or six times during the year. It wasn't much over 100%, but it, it beat our projections for 100%. I think it is important to keep the ego in check. Pride of ownership means nothing. I had pride of ownership in my C-class properties, in my B-class properties. I would have had no more pride of ownership in an A-class property. Whoop-dee-doo. If you're focused on the purpose of your real estate, which is to help and serve other families, and to provide a good income for your investors and for your partners, the C and B class properties are the place to be. And I really don't even like the high Bs, the B plus. Getting too close to that super high priced rent, unrealistic expectations from your tenants. Um, again, I just don't see it any easier to run even though that's the big sales pitch, it's easier to run. Don't believe it. Never seen it. But boy, I've seen a bunch of good sponsors go in the toilet because they bought some A-class property. So as a passive investor, you want to really be looking at that when you look at your deals. Now, again, Am I saying to preclude all A-class properties? No. There could be an extraordinary deal, an extraordinary opportunity, where you're buying something 40, 50% below what it's worth. Yeah, go for it. But you make sure that you pay close attention. Is this an ego purchase? Can the NOI really be raised and then keep the majority of your money it goes back to Sam Walton Sam Walton said if you market to the classes A class you'll eat with the masses if you market to the masses you'll eat with the classes I want property that appeals to the biggest market possible.
the biggest market possible. And that is your C, C plus, B minus, and B. You got the right rents that everybody can afford. You've got a good high quality product. It may be older, but that's where I've seen in my 33 years all the money is the majority of the money is made. And if you do go A class, you make sure that that thing is 30 or 40 percent below its appraised value. It should be a huge equity pickup. Why am I saying this? Part because we're picking up an A class seven million dollars below its appraised value. There's an opportunity. But when you go buy an A-class property at full price, you're not you're not giving yourself much room for opportunity. Okay, I'll stop preaching about that. Um, the next thing I'd like to cover is something we hit on yesterday, and I got a tremendous number of emails. A Brandon has asked me to go through it very quickly. It's the difference between purchasing a home. Oh, he's got his wife listening. Well, hello, Mrs. Brandon. Um, Brandon, uh, thank you for the email, and thank you, Brandon's wife, for listening. I appreciate it. Um, What we've got is many people think a home is an asset when it's really a liability. And people will say, financial planners, oh, your home's your biggest asset, when in reality, it's your biggest liability. Remember this rule. Assets put money in your pocket every month. Liabilities take money out of your pocket every month. What does your house do? It takes money out of your pocket every month. Mortgage, taxes, insurance, maintenance, garbage, gas, electric, water. It takes money out of your pocket every month. That's a liability. And you ready for this? Even if, even if you pay your house in full, it's, it's going to just about break even if it triples in value. Triples in value. So yesterday I did this example with paying just a regular mortgage, 20% down, and paying interest. But let's look at and pretend like you paid cash for your home. Now this example is 200000 you can double these numbers for 400,000, quadruple them for 800,000, whatever you want to do. But what's going to happen is over a 30-year period, you're going to have taxes of about 3%, 2.7, 3.3, whatever. That's $180,000. Now remember, you already paid 200,000 for the house, so you've put 200,000 in it. You have taxes of 180,000, insurance of 90,000, maintenance going to be about 120,000 over 30 years. So your all in is $927,000. You sell it. 
You bought it for 200 It's 30 years later. It triples in value and you sell it for $600,000. You know how much money you made? 10000 bucks. That's it. $10,000. The rest was money that you put into the deal. Because you're all in over the 30 years is $727,000. It's crazy. We got to go to break. When we come back, we'll buy a rental the same day, identical home, and I'm going to show you how you made 600 and it looks like $40,000 off the same house, only this time it was a rental. This is the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I'm your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. market was never designed to build wealth. It was designed to keep up with inflation. The average rate of return over the last 75 years is about 7%. You'll get that even with the ups and downs. If you want a higher rate of return and less volatility, consider real estate. We make about three times as much as the stock market. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That is TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and we're right in the middle of talking about the difference between a home, a liability, and a rental property, an asset. And we showed you how even if you paid cash for your home and it tripled in value over 30 years, you really only made about $10,000 because you had all these expenses going on at the same time. And I didn't even include garbage, gas, electric, water. It was just taxes, insurance, and maintenance. So let's look at the rental. If you had bought the rental the same day, your taxes would have been the same, insurance the same, maintenance the same, your all-in would have been the same. You sell it for 600000 you would have made $630,000. $10,000 on your home, $630,000 on your rental. So, Brandon, I'm going to email you this uh, infographic so you and your wife can look over it and feel free to email me any questions that you have. If I can't answer them by email, um, I'll let you know. I'll send you my phone number and you can give me a buzz. Um, anybody that has any questions or if you would like this infographic that illustrates the difference between home ownership and rental property, email me. Just put info in the subject line. Info or inf- What is this thing called? <laughs> Why? infographic I think just put info and I'll know what you're talking about I'll send you this graphic 
so that you can understand the difference between why your home is a liability and really doesn't make you any money and a rental which again made over $630,000 profit in the same time period. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com And anybody that has a question feel free to email me right now. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com or give me a buzz. 281-558-5738 281-558-KSEV and if you're a little shy, feel like you got a dumb question, use a fake name. But call. That dumb question that you think is dumb, I promise you is not. Whatever's holding you back from going out and building some wealth for yourself and your family, you need to let me know what that is. And I'll share with you how I got past my fears and insecurities and did it anyway. And hopefully that will help you get past your fears and insecurities. And you might have a fear that you don't have enough money, your credit's not perfect, um, you don't have the knowledge. There's solutions for every challenge. Every challenge has a solution, and I can share many of them with you. So either email me at steve at totalwealthacademy.com, steve at totalwealthacademy.com, or Give me a buzz. 281-558-5738. 281-558-KSEV. Okay. Let's see. I've got a couple of questions here. This is just a sales pitch. This is... Oh, what types of deals are we looking at right now? Um, anonymous, our target deals are something like this on single family. Um, the first thing I want you to, to think about before I go into these numbers is are interest rates high? The fact is, no, they're normal. See, we're just a bunch of spoiled brats that got used to 3 and 4% interest that was extremely low that's not normal that's low right now six seven eight that's normal i don't like it but you know got to do what you got to do to get inflation in check high would be nine ten eleven twelve ridiculously high would be anything above that but no interest rates are normal but what I want you to understand is that when I go through these numbers, these cash flows will probably double when the interest rates drop and you refinance your home. I like the way uh, Noble Mortgage puts it. You're marrying the real estate, not the interest rate. Meaning you may keep the house, rental house, five, seven, ten years, but you don't have to keep the regular interest rate. As soon as the interest rates drop 2% or more, refinance that thing and literally double your cash flow. So, 
remember first that for every dollar you have in a piece of real estate, you're making money four ways, cash flow, equity capture, principal pay down, and appreciation. So for rentals, we're really focusing on the 200 to 350,000 ARV, after repaired value, ARV. Why? Because it's the sweet spot where the rents are the highest per dollar paid. Logic would say, hey, a $700,000 house will rent for twice as much as a $350,000 house. But it doesn't. Way less than that. And what ends up happening is the more expensive home that you buy, the more negative cash flow you're going to have. So with the two hundred dollars to $350,000 homes, you generally get, even with the high interest rates, $150, $250 a month positive cash flow. When you refinance at the lower rates, that's going to jump up to four, maybe even $500 a month positive cash flow. The next question that Anonymous did not ask is, what neighborhood should I look at? I actually told you. Any neighborhood with homes between two hundred dollars and $350,000 in them. You don't have to try to predict the market and do all this other stuff that's actually impossible. You just focus on that price range home. You're going to be able to lease it quickly because you're marketing to the masses. You're going to have positive cash flow and you're going to get the other, you're going to get the equity capture, the principal pay down, and the appreciation. So, I think I hit this. I'm sorry, I, I popped open a PowerPoint if you're wondering why I'm saying stuff like that. I, I hit that. I hit that. Oh, rentals. Second part of his question. What's the highest percentage I should go on a rental? The highest is 85% of ARV. Your purchase price, rehab, and closing costs should not be more than 85% of the after-repaired value on a rental. On a flip, it's going to be much lower than that. We'll hit that next. So, all in defined. Mm, this is tough. This next, next part of his question is what should the cash flow be? In a low interest rate arena like we had a couple years ago, you would look for 15-20% cash on cash rate of return. In today's market, you're looking at 9-10-11% rate of return. But that's just the cash flow. You got to remember, you're still making principal pay down, you're still making your equity capture, and you're still getting your appreciation. So your actual rate of return is going to be way above 20-25%. Okay. I think that's the last question you got. 
while I've got this slideshow open, let me talk about flips too and the price range we stay in. Phone lines are open 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV, or email me. It's steve at totalwealthacademy.com, steve at totalwealthacademy.com. For our flips, it's similar, but we go a little bit higher, but not too much higher. We stay in the two hundred dollars to $500,000 range. Now, why do we not go above five hundred? The reason is, if you go above five hundred, say an $800,000 home, if the market shifts while you're in the middle of your flip and you can't sell it, you would not be able to rent that thing for positive cash flow. If you stay $500,000 ARV or below and the market shifts, you can rent it out for positive cash flow while you wait for the market to shift back to sell it. All right, we'll talk more about this after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. an old joke. When is the best time to buy real estate? 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. And this is truer than ever with the impending recession and the correction that's going on right now. Real estate investors are going to make millions of dollars in the next few years because of the recession. You should take advantage of it as well. To find out how, please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. TotalWealthAcademy.com. Just click on the free sample class button. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and I've gotten a couple of questions, actually a comment, which I love, from Shane. Uh, Shane wants me to remind people that when you flip a house, he didn't know this on his first few flips, and he got a little behind on his taxes, didn't end up in trouble, but he did have to set up a payment plan to get caught up. You've got to understand that flipping houses is not investing. It's not. When they talk about it on TV, those guys are, man, stop watching those flipping shows. None of that is real. None of it. They call it investing. It's not an investment. It's a job. And if you want to test me on this, go fill out your taxes and just pay capital gains on your flip like an investment. The IRS will be at your front door because it's earned income and you have to pay Social Security, Medicare, and full income taxes. So be aware of that and make sure you have a CPA on your team. I don't care if you only flip one house this year. Make sure you hire a CPA to do your taxes the first year for safety's sake. Um, let's see if Shane has another question or another comment. No. Just some kind words about the radio show. I appreciate it. Oh, wow. 20 flips. That's pretty darn good. That's amazing. Well done. Congratulations. Okay. Phone lines are open at 281 558 5738 281 
558-KSEV or email me. It's steve at totalwealthacademy.com steve at totalwealthacademy.com Okay, Henry has emailed with a question about his IRA. He heard me talking about self-directed IRAs yesterday and wants to know how to do that. Um, a fantastic company that can help you with that is questtrustcompany.com. Questtrustcompany.com. The reason I'm really promoting them is because they've been kind enough to ask me to speak at an event in Dallas this coming Saturday. So if any of you are listening to this podcast, the event is August 12th, which is this coming Saturday, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I, I did not put this event together. I'm just telling you. Your financial IQ is going to go up 20, 30 points if you spend the day at this summit. It's called the Elite Multifamily Summit. The Elite Multifamily Summit. And it's how to use your IRA without tax or penalty to invest in real estate and really anything you want. Self-directed IRA is an incredibly powerful tool for you to be able to invest in what you understand, what you believe in, not just stocks and mutual funds, stuff that can really make a difference in your life. So if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, go to questtrustcompany.com, click on events, then Dallas, and I will be speaking. You'll see a big purple logo of sort. Click that, and it'll give you all the details. If you're not in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, doesn't matter. Quest Trust Company works with people across the United States. They assist in the management of billions of dollars of IRAs. So, yeah, check them out. If you've got an IRA and you're stuck in something low-performing like stocks or mutual funds and you'd like to get into something more effective, uh, go to Quest Trust Company, questtrustcompany.com. And there's a phone number there. They even have lots of free downloads that can give you an education. Um, But yes, Henry, you can use your IRA to invest at Total Wealth Academy with the other members when we buy these apartment complexes. Your next step would be to go to TotalWealthAcademy.com, TotalWealthAcademy.com, and click on the free sample class. We explain that there. All right, Henry, thanks for the email. Anybody else that has a question, please email me at steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Or give me a buzz. 281-558-5738. 281-558-KSEV. And as always, if you're shy, feel like you got a dumb question, use a fake name get that question answered. 281-558-5738. Okay, this next one is from Cindy. Um, 
Cindy's less than happy with her present employer. Um, you've got a good amount in an IRA, a good amount in a 401k. You know, Cindy, the idea of leaving a job that's making you miserable but taking a pay cut is not a bad idea. Happiness, if you can't be happy, what else is there? You know, if if you're as dissatisfied as you describe, um, I would do it as long as it doesn't force you into a negative cash flow situation. If your bills are right at your pay, you need to suck it up until you whittle down those bills. But if you can leave and go find a job where you're happy and still be able to pay your bills, absolutely. I would do it immediately. Your health is dependent on it. Your psychological health is dependent on it. Your family, your relationships are all going to get better by getting out of that job. All right, let's go to the phone lines now to Cypress, Texas, and talk to Alex. Alex, thank you so much for calling in. How are you today? Doing good, Steve. I had a question regarding a security deposit and tent. When a sure. tenant ends their lease and, and they gave you the security deposit, when, when are you required to give their portion minus whatever you know expenses you may have to put back into the property? I think the law, Alex, is 30 days, but I always do it almost instantly. In other words, if I see repairs that need to be made, I get a bid as quickly as possible and get them their deposit back as quickly as possible. But if I think the law allows for 30 days. Okay. And is that something as a landlord you got to walk with the tenant that last day they're on the property to... I would recommend it highly and photograph everything. And I got another little tip for you, Alex. Never do the repairs yourself. Always pay somebody to do them. The reason is, if some clown decides to sue you and say, oh, he took all of my security deposit, judges don't like it when you did the work. Because it's like, well, how much was that worth? But if you've got a bid and a check where you got a professional to do it and you can prove you paid for it, man, the gavel goes down quick. And as far as identifying what could be wrong with the property, is there, is there a situation where maybe a contractor will find something that you didn't find with that on that final walkthrough? It's possible, but I think that would be pretty rare. Most tenant damage is superficial you know a a hole in the wall um, overly worn carpet cracked windows things like that that'd be pretty rare Alex okay so it wouldn't be anything where you'd surprise the tenant and say hey we found this even though we didn't see it during our final walkthrough yeah (laughs) to be honest with you Alex I'd probably suck it up if something like that happened versus go to war gotcha okay so, 
I appreciate that. I was just, just kind of curious on how, how that would work. Tell me, are you screening your tenants really hard? I am. Good. That's when you're mean. You know, people don't get it. They're always so sweet when they lease. No, you want to be a bear when you lease. You want to be sweet once they move in because now it's all about tenant retention. But when you lease, you be a bear, man. You don't let anybody in there. Scare off the bad tenants by being a bear. Crush them. Do your due diligence, your credit report, your criminal report. Talk to their employer, their previous landlord. Get good people in there, Alex. All right, thanks a lot for the phone call. All right, thanks everybody for listening. Have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.